All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, four things. Amy here. And today is OG style. Four very different things. We're talking everything from procrastination and a technique that you can try out that's going to help you with that. ADHD and whether or not you maybe need to go get tested. A blog post that was written by one of you that is a recap of the four things live, but it's more than that. It is actually about something really cool that God orchestrated in this listener's life. And I love that she was paying attention to this detail because it's very, very neat how a prayer was answered and it unfolded all because of, of the live. And then I also have an update from Haiti. It's heartbreaking. It's hard to hear. And I even give a little disclaimer. If, if you've got kids in the car or near you when you're listening to this, I, I went ahead and I, I made it the fourth thing for a reason. And so it's at the end. So if you can listen to it, though, I would encourage you to. It's not the fourth thing so that you'll just be like, oh, okay, I don't really need to listen to that. I, my hope is that you will but you'll just be able to make sure you're in the right place at the right time, surrounded by the right people and not a bunch of little people when you're listening to it because it's heavy stuff. All right. With all that said, we'll get into the episode. Here you go. First thing. That's right. Ah. Okay. We're going to talk about the Pomodoro method, which I hope I'm saying that correctly, but Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. But it really has nothing to do with tomatoes. It has to do with procrastination, 
which is something that I personally have dealt with for much of my life. And it still pops up from time to time, but I am working incredibly hard on not procrastinating. There's a Wayne Dyer quote that I really like about procrastination, and it's, procrastination is the art of keeping up with yesterday and avoiding today. And I don't want to live that way. I don't want to keep up with yesterday and avoid today. I want to be in today. I don't want to constantly be chasing all these things that I have to do. Procrastination taught me how to do 30 minutes of work in eight hours and eight hours of work in 30 minutes, which gosh, isn't that the truth? That's how I approached studying in college. I crammed for everything. I just think how much better I could have done if I would have really put in the effort and not put things off, which I'm sure you've heard never put off until tomorrow what you can do, well, the day after tomorrow. But if you've been procrastinating a task or you've got something you need to do at work, around the house, whatever it is, I want you to try out the Pomodoro technique. Now, this... Guy Francisco Cirillo, I think that's how you say his last name. He was struggling to focus in college. It was like the late 80s, and he really couldn't study, complete assignments. So feeling overwhelmed, he asked himself to just commit to 10 minutes of focused study time. Now he was encouraged by this whole challenge and decided, okay, I need a legit timer. So he found a tomato-shaped kitchen timer. And again, tomato in Italian is Pomodoro, and that is how the Pomodoro technique was born. Now, he went on to write a whole book about the method, but I'm going to break it down for you simply. Basically, you get a to-do list and a timer. It does not have to be a tomato. You set your timer for 25 minutes, and you focus on a single task until the timer goes off. Now, when the timer goes off, you mark off one of the Pomodoros, like check, you did it, and record what you completed. I feel like this is an important step because you can see what you've accomplished and you're keeping track of things. Then after you do that, you get to take a five-minute break. And then after four Pomodoros, you get to take a longer break, maybe 15, 30 minutes if you want to. But the point is you want to knock out four Pomodoros in a row. But again, you get those five-minute breaks in between. And the 25-minute work sprints They're the core of the method. But here's the deal. Once a Pomodoro is set, that bell has to ring. The timer has to go off. The Pomodoro is an invisible unit of time, and it cannot be broken. So you also have to hold yourself accountable. You can't check incoming emails, team chats, text messages. Any ideas, tasks, or requests that come up should be Take a note of to circle back to later. There's task managers that can help keep you on task. You might have to put your computer or your phone on do not disturb so you're not distracted by other things that are coming in. Because again, you want to focus on this specific thing for this specific Pomodoro. So there you go. See if that is something that will help you. I feel like timers help a lot. I've talked about how when I've got to pick up my house and I keep putting it off and I'm dreading it and I don't want to, I set a timer. It works for me as a 42-year-old adult, and it works for my kids. Kids love timers too. Like, hey, let's see how much work we can get done in 10 minutes. And this is sort of what you're doing to yourself is, hey, let's see how much I can get done in this 25-minute window and then go take a little five-minute break. But the thing is, after your five-minute break is up, you got to go back and do your next 25 minutes until you've completed four. And I feel like this guy knows what he's talking about. He came up with a whole method about it. So 
something that you can try out on any little thing that you might be procrastinating or any big thing. I'll wrap this thing up with another quote. This one's from Rita Emmett, and she created Emmett's Law in her book called The Procrastinator's Handbook, Mastering the Art of Doing It Now. And the quote is, the dread of doing a task uses up more time and energy than doing the task itself. And that is so true. I mean, the amount of energy that I have put in trying to avoid a task, I mean, it's too much to add up. And, you know, if you think about the roots of procrastinating, I feel like for some, it has to do with perfectionism. It's not necessarily me. I feel like I can speak for my sister on this because she said that this is her a ton of times, but she will put things off because she wants it to be done perfectly. If she can't do it that way, then she just doesn't want to do it at all. I really feel like for me, I'm just unorganized at times and I don't really have a good handle on my time, my, my resources, how to execute. So then I put it off and I have convinced myself that I am better under pressure and I perform better when I have a small amount of time, but really I'm stressed out. So what I have done is gotten more organized as well. And that has helped me with my procrastination. So if you're a procrastinator and you want to keep living that way, well, you do you. And if you're wanting to work on it, well, maybe try out the Pomodoro technique. Second thing. So in the last thing, we were talking about procrastination. And, and I do feel like some of my procrastination, if not all of it, comes from my ADHD. And I am open to talking about that. It's something that I've been tested for twice once in college, and then actually like a month or so ago, I went and got retested, and sure enough, yep, mm -hmm, still have it. And I think it's also something that can be misdiagnosed. I've been talking to friends about that recently, now that we're in our 40s, and then, you know, as we're trying to figure ourselves out and see what's going on with us and why we act the way that we do, and we're older, so we have the resources to maybe ask the questions, make the appointments, dig a little deeper and figure out what's going on. And one of my friends recently was completely misdiagnosed. Like for a long time, she was told that she had this, this, this going on. And then she realized very recently that it was ADHD. And I'll just go ahead and say here and now, which everybody listening knows I'm not a medical professional, but let's just say you're brand new to the podcast. <laughs> I'll just clarify that I am not, and I am not trying to give any advice in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to encourage you to get tested if you are curious. Because I get emails from people sometimes, too, asking what medication I'm on, what medications I've tried, what, what works, what doesn't work. And I don't know if in the past, if I've said specifically what I'm taking, uh, what I've done, I know I have had to go through a lot of different things. Because some of the stuff that works for some friends, like Kat, for example, she's a licensed therapist that's a co-host with me on The Fifth Thing. For a long time, she was on this particular medication, and she talks about ADHD, so I'm not talking about her without her permission by any means or behind her back or saying anything that she hasn't said. But I was like, oh, I can't take that. I've tried that before, and it does not work on me because all of our bodies are different. So when I get emails about ADHD and people asking me questions, I'm just very hesitant and I try to share as much as possible. But when it comes to your body and your brain and the science behind you and what's going to help you and maybe not help you, that is for you to figure out. But what I can share, 
And this is from the DSM-5, which is something Kat talks about often. ADHD in women primarily means a greater likelihood for the following. Failing to give close attention to details or making careless mistakes in activities. Trouble holding attention on tasks. Not following through on instructions and failing to finish duties. Trouble organizing tasks and activities, getting easily distracted, forgetfulness in daily activities, internalizing symptoms, including mood and anxiety. So if those are some things that pop up for you, then it's time to get curious and, and see what's, what's going on. Some other reasons to get diagnosed, and like this is just me speaking from my own personal experience, but if you're at work and you're struggling with organizing and planning and it's difficult for you to start and complete projects, and I'm not just talking about procrastination, it's just really difficult. You might want to look into getting a test done, getting diagnosed in relationships if you're constantly interrupting people. That is me. I've had to work on that. Uh, difficulty waiting for your turn to speak. Definitely me. And then for me on the mental health side of things, just being un unable to stay still and really be in the moment and enjoy the moment and be present with your friends, your family, your people my brain's always a lot of different places, <laughs> and I'm fidgeting constantly. If that's something that is happening to you, you may want to look into it a little bit further. But also, my point in sharing this is if you're not hearing back from me on email or I'm not giving you the answer that you asked for specifically or that you wanted, it's just because I don't really feel like it's my place at all. But I do want to encourage you to get curious. I think it's the best thing we can do for ourselves when we have anything going on with our bodies, anything, is to get curious and don't procrastinate that. If there's a doctor's appointment you need to make or something that needs to be looked at, and we could be, we're talking ADHD here now, but this could be, you know, a breast exam. It could be that you haven't been to your OBGYN in years. I'm someone that I used to be that way. I would go years without going to the gynecologist. And I have healthcare. I have insurance. There's no reason why I should be putting that off. I understand if you don't have access to that and it's expensive, I get it. But if there's something going on and you need to see someone, this is not something you know to put off, whatever it is that's going on for you. That's my encouragement. It's not really exactly what I planned on talking about, but for whatever reason, I feel like it needs to be said that we need to be curious and we need to be proactive. That's why I went and got a colonoscopy a couple of months ago. It's because my mom had anal cancer and I want to be proactive. I want to get ahead of it. I want to know. And my OBGYN was telling me that I was going to have to go every year. But then when I got it done, the, I guess she's a gastroenterologist. I don't know. I don't know her exact title, but whoever did my colonoscopy, when she met with me afterwards, she told me that she would like to see me every three years. But if I have some symptoms pop up to book an appointment ASAP and get another colonoscopy, it doesn't matter how much time has passed. Maybe if it's six months from now, I can go in and get another one. And or she would encourage me to. And that's something that I would invest in. I mean, even though I have an in insurance, like the colonoscopy, even paying for another one I would have to invest in that, but that's that's my health. That's me wanting to take care of my body and not from a place of pure fear, but just wanting to know what's going on with me and how I can best care for myself and how I can show up for myself because I want to show up for others like my kids. I want to be around. 
And this went a, a little bit of a different direction than ADHD. But I often think of Bay, Ray's wife, Ray from the Bobby Bone Show, Laura. She had breast cancer at a very young age. And she just hit five years remission, which is amazing. You hit that five-year mark, and it is good. That was always the goal for my mom, to make it to the five-year mark. If you make it to the five-year mark, you'll be good. My mom did not. There were times where, yes, she was in remission, but she never made it to the five-year mark. And I think of mammograms. That's something that we often put off. If you can book one, go. If you're, if you're of age and it's time for you to start doing it. But the self-exams in the shower, if you don't know how to do it, go to YouTube, Google it, get to know your body. And that's something she, she found something that didn't feel right. Advocate for yourself. I had another friend on the podcast talking about her breast cancer journey, Leslie Simon. And there was a time where I'm pretty sure she was in remission and then it was returning and she was told that it, she was in the clear and then something didn't feel right. So she booked another appointment, got a second opinion. And sure enough, she's really glad and I'm really glad that she listened to herself and she advocated for herself and she went and got another appointment. So apparently <laughs> this little encouragement needed to be said for some reason. It needed to be given. And maybe it's even for myself because honestly, I'm not the best at doing the self-exams, like the breast exams in the shower. And when I say it out loud to you, I'm picturing like, okay, I just need to do it at least you know, come on, I could do it once a week when I'm in the shower, just to, you know, get to know myself that way. The more you know yourself, then the more likely you are to quickly realize when something is off. If you're not checking it that often, then it's harder to tell like, well, has that been there? I don't really know. But the more familiar we are with our bodies, the better. The more familiar we are with our behavior, all the different things. It's time to get curious about a lot of it. And I'm speaking to myself. So maybe this little pep talk was for me. And, you know, hopefully for you too. And then hopefully you can find someone that has a medical license that you can talk to. Because I appreciate the emails for sure. But when I start to share specifically what I do for myself, I would hate to steer you in the wrong direction by sharing those details or giving you bad advice or guidance. But I don't see any harm in encouraging you to... Pay attention to your body, know your body, be proactive, don't put things off. I mean, that stuff I can say confidently, and I do not need a medical degree to say that. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up and store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? 
That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, for this thing, I am reading a blog post that was put up by one of you, a listener named Alyssa Christine, who was at one of the live podcast shows that I did in Nashville. And I happen to see on Instagram that she tagged me in a post that she put up sharing her blog about the day. And she included a quote in the blog. I went to it, read it, printed it out, and I'm going to read it to you now. It's a Louise Hay quote. I am worthy of the best things in life, and I now lovingly allow myself to accept it. And now here's what Alyssa shared, which I think is very encouraging and cool. She said, a few weeks ago, I got the opportunity to attend a live podcast taping of Four Things with Amy Brown. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big Bobby Bone Show fan, and Amy's the co-host, and she's created her own podcast. When I found out she was coming to Nashville, I knew I had to go texted my best friend, who's also a huge fan, and we decided to get tickets. Well, my friend texted me and said she could no longer go. Two nights before the show, she told me that she was unable to come due to a death in the family. We were both disappointed. However, something really cool came from it. God's orchestration. After my friend's phone call, I started to wonder who would go with me. She still paid for her ticket and just wanted to bring joy and bless someone with the opportunity to go since she couldn't. She's amazing like that. 
I knew I would probably have a hard time finding someone to go with me because not many of my friends know who Amy is aside from me talking about her. At that moment, I prayed that God would send me the perfect person to go with me. I prayed that whoever went with me would be blessed and that whatever was said at the taping would be what they needed to hear. I reached out to friend after friend. They all had prior commitments and were not able to attend. I was just about to give up and just go by myself until I started scrolling Facebook. One of my friend's names jumped off the screen at me. I absolutely adore this friend and was frustrated with myself for not thinking of her sooner, even though I knew she would love it. I was hesitant to ask her to come with me because I knew that she had a lot going on and was just as busy as I was most weekends. Honestly, I was also dreading another letdown, but something told me that I needed to text her. I went ahead and texted her, and she said that she'd love to go. She just had to double-check a few things. Luckily, she was able to go. We had the absolute best time and had the best conversations. We both shared a lot, and the whole day was healing for both of us. She told me that it was exactly what she needed to hear and that she was so thankful that she got to come. Now, let me tell you the coolest part of it all. Remember how I said that I had prayed for God to send the perfect person to go? Well, a few days later, it was put on my heart to count just how many people I had asked to come with me. This friend was the seventh friend that I asked. Why is this important? Well, in the Bible, seven is the number of perfection and completion. God literally sent me the perfect person for the event. God truly orchestrated the whole thing. And I believe with all my heart that she was the seventh person I reached out to because of my prayer. The event was absolutely incredible. The theme was, you are worthy. I don't want to give too much of it away because I want you to go listen to the whole thing for yourself. So in Four Things with Amy Brown style, I will write out the four main things that I took away from being there. First thing, our brains are reprogrammable. This is called neuroplasticity. The way it was described is like a cornfield. If we walk the same path through a cornfield every day, eventually we're going to be able to see the path we made. However, say we want to change our path. Well, day one of walking a new path, we will barely be able to see where the corn laid down. Then as days pass, the new path will become more apparent and the old path will grow back up. Our self-worth works the same way. For one reason or another, we often go through life thinking we are not worthy We are afraid to try new things or even stop doing the things we love because we don't feel worthy enough. If we want to feel worthy, which we all are, we have to tell ourselves that we are every day. We cannot compare ourselves to those around us. Comparison is the thief of joy. Practicing having self-worth is just like walking a new path in the cornfield. We have to practice it every day until our old negative self-thoughts are gone. Well, for the most part, anyways. Second thing, one way we can practice having self-worth is through the power of writing. Have you ever started to retell a story about a time that you were mad or upset about something and then halfway through you realize how silly it was and that you weren't even really that mad or upset in the first place? Well, writing can do that same thing for us. It can help us realize that the situation that we're in maybe isn't that big of a deal or the thoughts that we're having are normal or sometimes it might help us realize how dangerous they are. Through writing, we can also go back and see how God has worked in our lives and how we have grown as a person. There are several prompts out there that can help us gain the self-worth we deserve to have. Writing is very therapeutic. 
It's one of the reasons I started this blog, even though there were already millions of blogs out there. Third thing, awareness, awareness is powerful. For example, being aware of what triggers our anxieties can help us handle our anxiety by avoiding those triggers. Or if those triggers are unavoidable, we can at least mentally prepare ourselves for when they occur. For example, confrontation of any kind is a huge anxiety trigger for me. Having that awareness allows me to find coping strategies for when confrontation does occur. When we avoid what gives us anxiety, it only makes the anxiety worse when those triggers appear. When we have the awareness of those triggers and embrace them by confronting them, we all of a sudden start to not have as much anxiety about those things. We all of a sudden start to feel worthy enough to tackle anything life throws at us. Fourth thing, we are all worthy. Yes, Let me say it again for those in the back. We are all worthy. Why is it that we look at someone else who is doing something that we want to do and think that they are worthy, but we are not? Our perception of ourselves is the only thing stopping us. When someone is being vulnerable and sharing a difficult time in their lives or trying something new, we think that they're being brave, courageous, and strong. Why can't we think that about ourselves? Well, because we are searching for our own self-worth. Instead of asking yourself, What if I fail? Ask yourself, what if I succeed? I am a people pleaser. I want people to like me. However, what I think about myself is more important to my health. Nobody knows our lives better than ourselves. What people think about you is none of your business. I'm still really working on that one. Live your life the way that is best for you and always tell yourself that you are worthy. And then what she did was she... Uh, added a link. She said, click here for the self-care journal prompts that I'm going to start using. And I just thought that this was a really thoughtful blog. The The coolest part was the seven thing to me and how she was very intentional. And she put that out there. She said, hey, God, I want the right person to come that's going to need this. And it seems as though she got the right person. And it's really cool that it was the seventh person. And I think when we start asking for things like that and different signs to show us and give us affirmation, God's going to show us. Stuff will show up or however you want to look at it. The universe is going to tell you. I don't care how you look at it. If you're open to receiving stuff like that, it's really, really, really cool when it happens. And that's why I think I was so excited to read this blog because, yeah, The seventh thing is very, very cool. And I just love that someone took the time to write up four takeaways that they got from the event and that it was a special night for her and her friend and that she actually found someone that wanted to go with her. And hey, she was also willing to come alone if she didn't find anybody, which there was multiple people that did come alone. So if there's something out there that you want to go do and maybe you can't find someone to go with you, but you know that it's going to fill up your cup in a way, still go for it. I am telling you, so many people were there alone. Someone came alone from Alaska. Someone came alone from Canada. Uh, There was others from all across the country. And that was really, really, really special and encouraging to see. And we're going to do more lives. I, I don't have the exact cities or dates or times for you just yet, but we'll be announcing them soon. But if something you want to come to and you don't have anybody to come to, come alone. Trust me, there's going to be others there alone. Or again, if there's other events, I'm not even saying mine, something else out there that you want to go do, again, it's going to fill up your cup. I would just encourage you to focus on things that fill you up, not drain you. What is that something that you can do for yourself? And 
can you gather a group of people to go or do you just want to go alone and know that you're worth taking the time to do something like that for yourself. You are worthy. And just a quick shout out to my guests for each thing. The first thing was Leanne Ellington, which she's going to be taking over Outweigh podcast for the next four weeks or so. She's doing a little guest host residency, which I think is really cool. She has a lot to offer. She knows a lot about our brains. She sent me a whole list of some of the topics that she's going to be covering, like why your brain thinks it is craving sugar. Is social media helping or harming your self-esteem? Why you stopped trusting yourself and how to earn it back? Why weekend self-sabotage is a thing? Another idea. Mm, so maybe she's going to do maybe she's going to do 5 weeks. How to know if you are using food and exercise as a tool or a weapon. And I I love how Leanne explains things, breaks them down, so I'm so excited to have her as a a takeover guest host on Outway and that'll start this Saturday. So definitely make sure you listen to that episode if you think that's something that would be beneficial to you. Outway is a podcast that's dedicated to eating disorder and disordered eating recovery. Also, a shout out to Kat Tafada. She's the co-host of my fifth thing here, but she was one of my guests at the live. Allie Fallon was another guest. And then Brittany Spencer was my musical guest. And it was just really cool hearing her perspective on feeling worthy in the country music space. And if you haven't listened to the live episode, well, go back and listen to it. It loaded up a few weeks ago, or actually almost like it's been a month. That's kind of crazy. Time is flying. So I appreciate this blog. Thank you so much for putting it together, Alyssa. And I'm glad I came across it in my DMs. It's just really cool and special to see. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand 
in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, for this thing, I'm going to share some details about Haiti right now that are very disturbing. I'll just say if you have kids in the car, listen to this part later. <laughs> um, but I encourage you, if, if you are an adult, to listen to this so you can know what's what's going on that you may not hear in the news. And honestly, I'm someone, I try to avoid the news because it tends to bring me down. And what I'm sharing right now is not meant to bring you down. It's just me wanting to inform you of a place that is near and dear to my heart. And Haiti will always be special to me because that's where we adopted Stevenson and Stashira from. We adopted them like over five years ago. When they came to America, Stevenson was seven and Stashira was 10. And Stashira turned 16 this year. It's crazy. So yeah, I've had them almost five and a half years or so. Stevenson's going to be 13 this summer. And I can't imagine... What would it be like for them if they're in Haiti right now? Which I did get an email from the orphanage yesterday, and they are doing well, but they're in the heart of Port-au-Prince. And there are nannies that work there and school teachers that work there that are in and out of Port-au-Prince. They're not always behind the secure gate with the security. I just keep thinking of a lot of our friends there, people we know, people that I don't know, just innocent lives being so impacted by such evil. And that's what my friend Missy Wilson texted me this morning. We were just texting back and forth about a few things. And I was asking her how she was doing. And she said, honestly, I'm struggling. I'm going to have Mike send you something that we're sending out. But Haiti has crossed a line to a level of evil that she said she couldn't even comprehend. And then the next text message I got was from her husband, Mike. Now, Mike and Missy are the founders of My Life Speaks, which We've done a lot of work with through Espoir and Four Things items at the live podcast show and the pop-up shop. It was all going to support My Life Speaks. And so it's a place that, yeah, Espoir, the shop forward, we've worked with multiple times. They're amazing people, but they have left Haiti. 
it's no longer safe for them to be there. And they haven't been there in quite some time. And they founded an entire village. They were a part of building it with other Haitians. And they've had to leave because it's not safe. And so I open up my text from Mike and it says this. Hey, Amy, I don't ask you to use your platform too often, but Haiti is out of hand and we must do something. On Sunday, one gang slaughtered the remaining people of a village, including women and children. Videos show a man being forced to watch his family beheaded, and then he was shot. The evil is real. Another gang in part of Port-au-Prince went through a village and killed anyone that was you know, remaining. They live-streamed, okay, this part, even though I've told you your kids shouldn't listen, I don't even want to read that out loud to you. It's terrible. Okay, moving on. On Monday, a group of Haitians attacked a police transport vehicle and pulled out 13 gang members and attacked them. They beat them, stoned them, and burned them. In essence, the population has chosen to fight back with what's available. We are partnering with anyone we can to get the word out and asking people to help spread it as well. The theme is no more. Will you share this below? And so here's what he asked me to share. And it's actually a carousel that was put up on their Instagram, which is at my life speaks. The first slide says no more hashtag pray for Haiti. And I do share this specifically for that. Well, to get the word out, because it's not something that is necessarily covered. And then also, so you can keep Haiti in your prayers. Second slide. And then I'll just continue reading. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you every time I switch slides, but here's what they put up. As a ministry, we try to keep you as informed as necessary without overwhelming you with the increasingly volatile and life-threatening situations Haitians are facing daily. As a whole, we try to focus more on all the good that is happening and all that God continues to do in Haiti through ministry. But today, Haiti is at a critical breaking point. We're joining forces with our friends at the organization Mission of Hope in wanting to have a raw conversation about what's been taking place in Haiti. In short, it's devastating and dark. Our Haitian brothers and sisters have been relentless in their hope and resolve during these trying times. However, even our Haitian friends are now feeling hopeless. The silence is deafening. We can and we must do something. A democratically elected president was assassinated, murdered, silence. Villages, thousands of people shot at, kidnapped, and forced to abandon the only place they have known as home. Silence. Women raped. Silence. Hunger pangs, starvation, and children dying. Silence. Young men, forgotten and forsaken by past generations, have been given guns, not education. Silence. Businesses, NGOs, and churches forced to close. Silence. Families fleeing to neighboring countries, not because they want to, but because they have lost hope. Silence. Husbands forced to watch while wives are executed by their captors. Silence. The first country in the world to free itself from slavery is now enslaved once again to the silence from the outside world as gangs mercilessly take over entire villages. No more. We must give a voice to the 11 million people living in Haiti who feel like their voice is not heard. Seven million who do not know where their next meal will come from. We must speak up for the hundreds of thousands of children being blocked from going to school each day. We must say no more to women being raped, villages being burned, and children being murdered. 
Haiti needs our prayers, our help, and our voices to stop the silence. There is a path forward, a path for Haiti to be freed. Today, we must raise our voices and say no more. We must act on behalf of the people of Haiti. It's up to the governments, NGOs, businesses, churches, you and I, to raise our voices and act for the people of Haiti. Act now. Contact your congressman or woman and ask for intervention for the people of Haiti. Repost this. Pray. Together, our voices will be used to speak up for our neighbors and friends in Haiti. So thank you to My Life Speaks for putting this up and for reaching out. I'm glad Mike sent it to me so that I could add it into today's episode. And thanks to Mission of Hope for creating an initiative. And I know that Haiti may not mean as much to you as it does to me, but they're the most precious people. And that's the thing. They're people. And they're still our neighbors. I don't think that there's borders when it comes to our neighbors. And I know that we are focused on a lot of efforts here in our own communities, in our own cities, keeping our own children safe and doing all that we can do here with the devastation that goes on, it seems like, every time you turn on the news. But again, the stuff in Haiti isn't really reported on. So if there's a way that you could join in on this, or you feel called to, or you can tell some of your friends about it as well, that would be amazing. And then if anything, if Haiti just pops into your head, anytime it does, just saying a prayer for the people there and the things that they're having to encounter. Thank you. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.